Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Atlanta Discourse. I'm still your host, your anchor. My name remains Ade Balogun. I hope you're all doing well today. Today we're going back to Africa. We're going to Nigeria. There's a big, big and strategic presidential election coming up next year. So we're going to analyze in a three-part series who's going to be the next president of Nigeria. Now in this part, we're just going to look at all the candidates across all the political parties, they will narrow them to the top five and we look at their SWOT analysis. The second part, which will be sometime in uh, November or December, we're going to look at the situation with the election, who is, who is pulling higher, who is doing very well amongst the parties then. The election is in February, so in late January, we're going to do, do a final analysis of what to, to expect. And as in our culture and standard at Atlanta discourse, we're going to make a prediction of who is going to win. So right now, we're just going to analyze, like I said, we look at all the candidates of all the top political parties, we narrow down to the top five, we look at their sort analysis, and we look at the most recent and objective polls and what it says. So as you all know, at Atlanta Discourse, we embrace all facets of humanity to disseminate positive news always in the world filled with bad news. We give a voice to the unheard always. We balance the information equation. We search and discuss the facts wherever it leads. And we combine the best of the human race to get the best out of mankind. We serve as a bridge between the developing and the developed world. We embrace business, politics, arts, IT, health, history, and faith-based issues. We do not shy away for the far. I remain at Dave Baloku, your host, moderator, and anchor. Because some of you call me with this name, it's okay by me. So let's kick the ground running. Let's look at all the uh, uh, political parties. I mean, there's there a lot of political parties, but the relevant ones, there are about 10 or 12. Then we narrow it down to the top five. So all the political parties in Nigeria have finished their primaries. So right now, they've all picked their presidential candidate. So we start here with Prince Ad, uh, Malik Adou Ibrahim. He's the candidate of the YPP. You know, so he's, uh, he's from Kogi State, he's a Nibira guy. So, I mean, he, he, he's made a lot of money, he's a billionaire, so he's the flag bearer for YPP. You have the popular Rabiu Musas Kwankwanso of the NNPP. He's a very popular guy among the masses in the north. He's been governor of Kano State, he's been minister for defense. Then we also have Omoyele Shoroi of AAC. Human rights activist, president, student union, Unilag, owner of uh, Sahara Reporter, you know, well-known, popular, still lacking grassroots and outreach across the board, but it's there on the map, very visible, everybody sees him. Young Peter will be the new kid on the block, not new kid per se, he's been governor of Anambra State, he's been in the limelight, but right now his, 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 his momentum is overwhelming, you know, so people are rooting for him, anything can happen. It's, it's, it's changed the landscape clearly. We'll go into that later. Prince Adewale Adebayo is a presidential candidate of SDP. He's a lawyer, founder of Kaftan Television. You know, he's, he's also trying his best. We have Kola Abiola, the presidential candidate of PRP, the, uh, the son of the former uh, uh, winner of the June 12 presidential election, <coughs> Moshud Kashimawo Abiola. So he's a former MD of Bank. Uh, he, I mean, he's a business partner, he's, he has the, the, the business all over, he's also a tycoon in his own right, he's running the, the remains of his father's empire, so he's there with PRP, let's see what happens. You know, we have Ashwajibola Tinumbu, very popular, vibrant man, Ashwajibola Tinumbu is the flag bearer of a APC, that's the ruling party, you know, Jagaban they call him. So 
is is there's definitely among the top five. We have Atiku Abubakar of PDP, former vice president, perennial presidential candidate. I mean, I'm not saying that in negative light because it's always it's always in the presidential election. This is probably going to be his last opportunity to get it done. So I'm sure he's hell bent on having a workout. Now, Amza Al Mustafa, former chief security officer to former head of state, Gerard Bacha, is a candidate of the AA. He's preaching the gospel of creating security for Nigeria. Nigeria has a lot of insecurity issues. Professor Christopher Imumulev, the AP, not very well known, but he's an engineer, you know, he was in their court party. Now he is a, he's a, he was a, he, has, he started his career with BOC gases. He's, he's clearly qualified, but is he on the map, map, map? Well, I don't think so. Do maybe Kachuku, very popular guy, the presidential candidate of ADC. You know, he's the owner of Roots Television, young guy. He won his election by nine seventy votes to, to defeat former central bank deputy governor King Simon Galu. Very surprising victory, but it is what it is. He won. Yusuf Mamadantale of the APM is going to be their presidential candidate. Peter Omeadi is the presidential candidate of Abga, former son of former popular chief judge of Anambra State. Peter is also an erudite scholar. Okudile Ayajike of the NRM, you know. So we're going to stop there. Those are about the popular ones to know, you know. So let's look at the top five. In my opinion, and what the research we've done here at Atlanta Disco, the top five, the way we see it is, number one, we have Peter B. Of, uh, of the Labour Party, that's Peter Gregory Obri. The second one is Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Ashwaji Bola Ahmed Tinubu is number two. Now we have Atipu Abubakar, the former vice president, who is presidential candidate of PDP. So Rabiu Musa Kwankosu is coming forth, is a presidential candidate of NMPP. And the fifth person we're picking are other candidates. That's the way we're going to look at it. So we have Peter Gregory Obri for Labour Party. We have Bola Ahmed Tinubu of APC, Atipo Abubakar of PDP, Rabbi Musakwa of NMPP, and the others. You know. So quickly, I'm going to look at all of them individually. And let me start with Concord. So I was going to do what we call a SWOT analysis. You know, nothing extraordinary, but we're looking at it uh, texturally. The foundational aspect will be going to the when we look at the SWOT analysis sometime in November, because it is clear. <coughs> to us that by November there will be a lot of endorsement across the board. We'll have a clearer picture of where it's going. So texturally speaking now, in some cases foundational, we're going to look at short, at short analysis. So for Quanquan, so it's on the short analysis we start with the strength. He has strong Talakawa support in the north. He has empowered a lot of people when he was governor. He helped people to get scholarship, to go abroad. You know, it's, it's replicating what the late Amino Kano used to do there. So Clearly, Israelis are always overwhelming in the, in the corner, what you call the conservative north, that's the Alsa Fulani north, the bastion that you're talking, Kano, Katsina, Kaduna, Axis, you know, partly Zamfara, partly Shokoto is very on ground there, there's no doubt about that. Can he win? Well, well, we'll time will tell, but he is stronger than the north. He's, he's just going to, you know, cause problems for people like Atiku Abubakar in the north, that's where I say. His weakness, yes, he has poor contact and outreach in the south. Those are his weakness. The opportunities for him in this analysis is that he needs alliances. He can get alliances, especially with an Obi or a Tinumbu. There are a lot of rumors already that he's just conserving his, his, uh, his base and his political network for Tinumbu. Time will tell. Threat right now, yes, in the north, but to him, I don't see him winning the election. I think I think it's just uh, it's just there. You know, I think if he had had a merger with an Obi, he would have had a a stronger chance, you know. Threat to him is is the lowest among the top four. 
So there's really nothing extraordinary there. So let's move to Peter Obi now. You know, he's uh, he's a new kid on the block. He's the most popular on social media. There've been polls and polls and polls, thousands and thousands of polls. But Obi keeps uh, evaporating because he has youth support. His number one area of strength is youth support. He has a lot of support among the youth who are clearly, you know, people people within the for the, uh, 18 to 45 bracket about 60-65% of the voting population. So if you can get all those people out to vote, that's the major strength, anything can happen. And clearly even in the north that he doesn't have that kind of reach, there are educated youth that are looking for him. He's been having rallies all over the country and people can see that these things are reverberating. People are feeling the pulse and he's spreading, you know. His weakness is partly tribalism and nepotism. You know, he's been tagged an evil candidate. I mean, apart from maybe Doyo Kupe, most of the people around him are Igbo, you know, so the spokesman. Uh, now they just brought in Aisha Yeshufu to help, which I think was a brilliant thing. But most of the other guys, the guys are representing their Igbos. I think I don't think that's good tactically, especially when the baggage they're throwing at him, especially from the APCs that is an Igbo candidate. Even on most of those WhatsApp forums that Igbo dominated, I think that's a major, major weakness for him, you know, because one of the reasons that we've not had an Igbo president in Nigeria in the past is that people have always seen uh, the, the people of Igbo origin to be nepotistic and, uh, you know, in, in nature, they just have an agenda and have to be there. So I don't, personally, I don't see it be like that. A lot of us don't see it like that. But he has to shape that toga. It is very, very important. The Igbos alone cannot make him president. He needs the Yoruba vote, he needs the Aousa vote. Yes, the youths are with him, but it's a major area of weakness that he is not propagating an Igbo gospel. And also, if he ever gets power, it will not be... Because already we are complaining that under Buhari, everything is Fulani, Fulani oriented. You know, appointments, service chiefs, and what have you. We need, people will need to be assured that is not doing the same thing. That's, those are the vibes the APC is sending. I can assure you it is reverberating. So you really need to correct that. That's a major weakness. Opportunity that for him, we have a very unhappy and disenchanted population. There's poverty in the land. People see him as a hope, as a hope of the future. They think he's part the only guy that can change it right now. Everybody say, oh, be, oh, be, oh, be. That's a major opportunity. He has to seize it. But like I said, it must not be seen as an ethnic jingoist. It is so, so key. The key threat for him is INEC and law enforcement, in my opinion. INEC, we don't know where they stand. People, we know that INEC always dance to the whims and caprices of the government of the day. You know, just like law enforcement, election day, where ballot box get missing, INEC will, you know, we, we, people just finish registering, you know, to get their voters card. Things we cannot say at this moment if those things are going according to plan. If everybody's going, everybody that registered will get their voters card. But as I speak to you, you know, those are, that's a major threat for him. The tradition of the of the electoral body shows that they always dance to the whims and caprices of the government of the day. So will that be the case? But well, those are avoidable problems now that he knows. I'm sure they know in their own group. These are things they have to work against ASAP. They have to get people on the ground. They have to get, you know. So the other threat apart I see is the law enforcement agency. You know, they, they always work for the government also. The structure comes to the IG, IG to AIG, AIG to the CPS. Okay, arrest this person. Cooperate to this INEC, but make sure this candidate win. Don't make the restrict movement, you know. So when I say law enforcement, I'm talking DSS, I'm talking police, even the military, you know, as you need my rights. So those are the major threat to him. And elections in Nigeria have always been free, but they've never been fair. 
you know, it, it's almost, uh, we, if we start comparing elections that we had in Nigeria, the ones that are free and fair, we'll probably just look at the free but not fair one. And result also, people might vote and think they won and something else comes, and they tell you, look like, go to court, go and do whatever you want. They tell you to your face, look like that. And we all know the judiciary, Nigerian judiciary, it's, uh, it's getting worse by the day. Things are there, there are judgments. We, we, can't, we can't even count on the tip of our fingers. The judges are not corrupt. So, in my opinion, that's it for me. He has youth support, a lot of youth support, young people support, professional support, educated people like him, you know. Weakness, like I said, is the tribalism and what have you. He has opportunities. The opportunities for him are from happy population, this disenchanted population. There's a lot of poverty in the line. can leverage a lot of that. I think a law enforcement a major threat to him. So that's that. So we look at Bola Ahmed Tinumbu. You know, Tinumbu is a is an erudite scholar in his own way. He's an erudite politician, not scholar. You know, he's been there for a very long time. You know, he's been former governor of Lagos State for eight years. He's helped Buhari to get into power. We know that he was not even the front runner for the for their APC primaries, but he came out, you know, telling them he read the riot act and everybody fell in line, including the cabal, you know. So I mean, right now we don't even know if he has the backing of the president. But let's let's start with his own SWOT analysis. His threat, he has a lot of political experience and sagacity. Yes, I I do not think there's any Yoruba man alive that has the influence, the contact, the network that Bola Tinumbo has. I mean, without uh, disrespect Awolo and Abiola, he has a bit of some of the characteristics of Awo, some of the characteristics of Abiola, and he is a, he's more of a go-getter. He's not the diplomatic type. He, he, Tinumbo is someone that will bring the house down if, if things does not go his way. So political experience is a major strength. He's a member of the ruling party. That's a major, major strength for him. He has a big war chest, financial war chest. Yes, the women said that we don't know the source of his wealth and all that. But he has spent a lot of money, you know, in, 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 in politics since 1999 today. He has helped candidates in the north, in the south, and all over. You know, so some have said, okay, the money of Lagos, the wealth, the resources are there for him to spend. He has network, he has cultivated friends across the nation. So we, we never can take that away from him. Well, weaknesses right now is that we're not really sure if he has the support of the president, the, the Cuban president, uh, President Muhammad Buhari. That's a major, major weakness. Buhari is not coming all out for him. And we have found out that there's an agreement somewhere with the owners of Nigeria, people they call owners of Nigeria. That's General Basojo, General Babagida, General Dussalam, and uh, including General Teofilas Danjuma. I feel that okay, they cannot give power to Tinubu. And their reason is that, like the the Aosa Fulani, who are the custodian of political power in Nigeria, will not give power to someone they cannot control. Just like they did not give to Awolo, just like they did not give to Abiola. But when they gave to a Southerner, that's Obasanjo and Shodeko, it was someone they wanted. It's someone they picked. And that's probably what they're going to do. Tinubu, they know if he gets to power, he's going to smash them. He's going to smash the authority. He's going to change everything and the president is in Lagos you know they saw that he came into Lagos destroyed the Afenifere network the old school blog created his own network in opposition he became the lord of the manor and he's the only governor of the 1999 regime 1999 group that still controls his state without any opposition we saw what he did to Akimu Miyambode who did not cooperate with him you know and we know today Fashola barely survived getting 
the third, uh, second time by the whiskers. So, so that's it. It's major weakness. The powers that be, the very, very powers that be, the tier one powers in Nigeria might not support him. We're not even sure if Buhari is coming out for him wholeheartedly. Too. So that's a major weakness <coughs> that he has, you know. So um, that's lack of uh, presidential support. His weakness also health. Some have said health that it's not, it doesn't look healthy. Yeah, that I can drop dead. His real age, his real name, those are issues. We are going to put that on that thread. But right now, lack of presidential support is, is a lot. Now, the, the opportunities for him, there's, a, there's disorganized opposition, especially in PDP, you know, then he has the support of the of, of Muslim, generally first of Muslim, he picked a Muslim, Muslim ticket, you know, so that, that, that's that, you know, so those are the opportunities he has. PDP is really, really disorganized now, so that could work to that party. So the threat to him, I know most actually, like I said, his age is a major, major issue. People have said they don't know his real age, the certificate discrepancy, drug-related charges. These are things that he will have to address somewhere along the line, whether he likes it or not. He's not going to run away from those charges, you know. The poor health is also a factor, you know. He's also not sure of his party support. Those are, those are, all, those are all issues that have to be dealt with. There's a story written by Undane, you know, the great Undane, about his cases of drug and importance. Tinuba has actually not come out. To, to to fight that then that Muslim Muslim ticket he picked has brought out uh, an armada of uh, Christian leaders castigating him campaigning against him so that's a major threat to him the Christian body for the first time in Nigeria even though I've spoken in the past but this time around they seem to be united that they're gonna vote a Christian candidate and among the top guys the only Christian candidate right now is Peter Obi who might also be a beneficiary of that so even for Obi we should add it that one of the opportunities he has is that an unhappy, uh, I, I did put there that unhappy and disenchanted Christian population, but you also have an, un, uh, uh, I said, an unhappy and disenchanted population, but I will add it down, unhappy and disenchanted Christian population who are unhappy with the ruling APC for picking a Muslim Muslim people. Somewhere along the line, Tinubu has to answer for his age and certificate discrepancies, the drug charges accusation, he's been shining away from the media. He has refused to grant a direct interview. He has to. The pressure is coming. It's not going to be business as usual. So that's that for Abola Ahmed Sinombo. You know, like I said, his strength, political experience. He's a member of the ruling party. They have, they have a lot of governors. He has a war chest and what have you. So let's go to Atiku Abubakar. His strength is also number one strength for him is political experience. He has a very big war chest. He's been in politics, a member of the Yaradwa political family. He has extreme contacts in politics that he can leverage on. PDP has been in power before. I mean, it's not somebody you can write off, you know, like that. So he, he has contacts everywhere from the southwest, south, south, southeast, northwest, north central, northeast. And I mean, despite some of the issues they have within the party, nobody has really decamped. And we have cases of senators from APC to campaign to PDP because of Article. So it does seem that he has a good grip of what is happening in the North. Now clearly that clearly when we are seeing that Buhari is not coming all out for Tinumbu, Atiku might be the beneficiary of what is happening. The North being very sophisticated politicians, it's looking like they might all back Atiku. If the North the entire North vote in block for Atiku, then he might just be the next president of Nigeria. So those are his areas of them. He might get blocked both from northwest and northeast. With Bukola Saraki still behind him. And if the, the wicked block in north central, Nigeria stays with Bukola, then that's already three sub in the kitty. You know, and, and I'm sure that 
Bank was sold to my form an alliance with that Tinubu article. But if he says that the Islamic and the oligarchic not what you call the Al Safulani political leadership decide to go with article, even Kwakwa. So those are strength for him. Weaknesses really is a disorganized party. PDP is extremely disorganized right now. There's lack of support also for him from, from part of South. The PDP, I mean, weekly you cannot discount it now. Nobody can be president without River State, Kano State, and Lagos State. Right now, Atiku cannot set to control Kano, which is an APC state for Bolatinumbu. He is not controlling Lagos, which is also for Tinubu and Rivers, which is under Wiki. He has to find a way to manage that Wiki crisis. And it has to be done like yesterday, ASAP. They are not handling it well. Wiki's grudges are, 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 are justified to a very large extent. And it's in the PDP constitution that you cannot have the chairman from the north, uh, the presidential candidate from the north, and chairman from the north. Everything has to be, you know, zoned. So, are you asked to step down? They have to rank. And Wiki's block is powerful. They are very, because Wiki has been sponsoring the party all the time, all the period. Article is not around. And a lot of Article and his people have, have decamped in the past. He's been candidate to AC, he's been run for presidential candidate for APC. But people like Wikian, they've always been there. They've been as constant as the Northern Star. So their grouses should be addressed if Atiku will also. If not, you know, and without the Wiki group, it's going to be difficult for Atiku also. So opportunities, yes, there's a disenchanted population. You know, everybody is disenchanted with APC. So you can leverage on that. He's one of the largest employer of labor in Nigeria. I think between him and Aliko, one of them is the first or second. If Aliko is first or second or vice versa. You know, so the ruling party is also unpopular. That's a big opportunity for him to leverage. And he has been leveraging on it. A lot of members of Congress, that's the House of Rep, a lot of senators are actually decamping a mass to PDP. He has a very strong chance of becoming president, you know, especially if he ends up managing the weaker part of the issue. The real threat to him at the internal rankings in PDP, I've said that, he has to address it. He's a perennial presidential candidate. People are tired of seeing him. Article, 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 you know. And I do think this is last opportunity. This is last. If he doesn't get it this time around, that's why I think he's going to go for the juggler. People have said that there's there's an unwritten agreement between Atiku and uh, Buhari. I've not read it. You don't even get to read that agreement. The word we hear is that uh, during the Supreme Court case, that it was clear that Atiku was going to win in the Supreme Court, and Buhari and the Cabal told him, "Okay, forget what, forget about the Supreme Court. When Buhari finishes his tenure, we're going to hand over to you." And it has been corroborated by people I think that should know. So I think Atiku is really backing on that. And they not being a very sophisticated block, more sophisticated than that. Southwest, Southeast, and South African politics might be waiting for Atiku. So the threat there, well, perennial presidential candidate, inconsistency with political party is always jumping from bosom to bosom. You know, lack of Christian support is also a major, major issue for him. INEC and police, if the ruling power is the ruling party. If everything goes well and Buhari uses the paraphernalia, the authority of power to support Tinubu, that might be a problem for him. But it does look like the body language of Buhari is not even with Tinubu. Buhari has said he's neutral. Well, let's see how it goes. But if what we're expecting from the Al and it goes according to plan, then you know Balatinubu is in real trouble. Atiku might be present. But we don't know now. That's why the second part of this will be in November or, or December when a lot of things will be clearer, when the, uh, the, the owners of Nigerians, as we call it, will have been able to decide on who they are going to support. But really, it is between Atiku, Tinumbu, and Obi, you know. So, <clears throat> there was a poll 
Let's go into polling now. Yeah, there was a poll that came out some time ago. Very, very, you know, the sources, the NOI polls and the ANAP Foundation that the most, you know, reliable, they have the highest level of integrity and they, they looked at registered voters in Nigeria, you know. They were asked, this was in early September, they said, suppose the presidential election is being conducted today, who are you likely to vote for among the voters who are decided? And this is how they said. Now, let's start with Peter Obi. Not East, they gave Obi 7%. It's not unexpected. Not Central, which is in the middle belt, or called the middle belt, he had 35%. Northwest, they gave him, that's uh, Northwest, that's uh, Katsina, Kano, Chokoto, and all that. He had 15%, not unexpected. In the Southeast, he got 99%, you know. So in the South, he had 84%. In the Southwest, he had 34%. So why a lot of us took this poll seriously is that it is what we two will have projected from our own perspective. So in total, Peter Obi has 41%. You know, so I mean that's that's not I mean it looks like what it should be. But Latinumbo not East, that's where you have Bonu Yobe and all that. That's Atiku's own base. They gave him thirty five percent and his vice president is from that area. So if he has like three percent, that's not too bad. So he probably will control Bonu, you know, then Yobe. But the Gumbe and the rest might be tough for him. So that explains the thirty three. You know, thirty not central, that's Squara, Kogi, Plateau, Benue, Taraba. They gave him 35, which is also not bad because there's some APC governors there. Yayabelo is in Kogi and what have you. Northwest, which will be a very, very strong area. He has 28%. So that shows there's trouble. But the article, you know, is there. Concaso is there. But, I mean, maybe it, it's, he needs to improve on that area because those are the votes he needs that will carry him through. In the southeast, Tinubu got 0%. South-south, 4%. In the southwest, you have 51%. That's a strong area. But I think even 51% is too low for him. In which should be at least, because it's Yoruba, is the only Yoruba candidate, he should be at least 65. But the Yorubas are educated and sophisticated people, so there's a level of enlightenment there. Utinumbu has 25% compared to Obi's 41 overall. Atiku Abubaka, 52% northeast. That's not unexpected because that's where he's from. Adamawa, Bonu, Yubi exists. In north central, he has 20%. Northwest, he has 38 percent. Uh, Northwest, he is doing better than Tinubu. There is the one Atiku has the highest vote percentage in, in, in the north, uh, northwest. So, I mean, that's very good for him, you know. So, imagine me having Kwankwaso support to that, then he'll be home and dry. That actually makes him the president if, if it so happens, you know. Southeast, he has one percent. I mean, for PDP, PDP has always won the Southeast by guess that the disenchanted Christian population is what is coming to fall there because uh, they believe that if Buhari is Muslim, the next president should be a Christian from the south. South-South, he has 11%. That's also low, you know, considering the, the tentacles PDP has in that area. Southwest, he has 11%. That's also on a, or not unexpected because of the enlightenment of the youth in the, in the Southwest. And, and of course, APC stronghold. So overall, he has 25%. So Tinubu and Atiku are neck to neck, 25 25% with Ubis 41. Rabiu, Musa, Kwan Kwan, so 6% in the Northeast, 4% in North Central, Northwest, 17%. That's the strongest old, the Talakawa area, Kano, Kaduna, Katsina, you know. He has zero in Northeast. 2% in the South South. That's not all unexpected. 3% is in the Southwest. So it's major holders in Northwest. 
and 6% overall. So other candidates, like I said, our five top candidates are Peter Obi, Balatinumbu, Atikwa Baka, Rabbi Musakwakaso and others. So others, Northeast 2%, North Central 7%, Northwest 2%, Southeast 0%, South South 0%, Southwest 0%. So all the others have 2%. So right now, as we speak today, I'm, I'm buying into this post because we're done by professional and they, they are credible. So as of today, Peter will be has 41% of total of, 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 of total 41% of all eligible voters. Tinubu has 25%. Atikwa Mubaka has 25%. Mubusa Kwankwaso said. So if there are realignment of forces in the future, if Kwankwaso decide to put his support for Peter will be, that's a slam dunk for him. That is a slam dunk. If he gives the support to Atiku, you know, but it does look like Obi, contrary to what some of us thought at the beginning, is going to be is going to be a force to reckon with in this election. And the youth of Nigeria speaking, they've been having the rallies every Saturday. We are watching out for, especially today, the rally that will be going out going on in Lagos State, and I'm sure you all can see the vociferous support, the, the overwhelming numbers that are coming out. They, I mean, for the first time, it does look like Nigerians want to take their destiny into their hands. So, Peter B is a candidate not just to watch out for, but to respect. So, we're going to call it a wrap. Sometime in November or December, we're going to come back to you with a part two of this edition and look at the situation. So, this is Atlanta Discuss. We are the Balogun. I'm still your host and your brother. Have a fantastic weekend. All right. See you next week. Peace out, people. God, God bless you all.